Thank you for joining me today. My name is Brittany and I'll be your very navigator through this new journey. Thank y'all for joining me today. Um, Today's episode is titled, Shit, I Am Turning 30. (laughs) Without explaining, that is the vibe for today. Um, I am not sure when this episode is going to air. However, I am a Taurus and I am sure by the time this comes out, it will be Taurus season or my birthday will have been coming past whatever the the case is. My birthday is May 7th. Um, But anyways, I wanted to designate this time to talk about turning 30 because I feel like so many of us, especially black women, we had this stigma and this expectation that by the time we turned 30, we had to have a car, a nice job, a place, be at least in an intimate relationship, if not married with kids. And I think we had all of these check boxes that we expected to check off And by the time 30 hit and a lot of us didn't check off those boxes, it was like, uh, I don't know, (laughs) like, mm, I don't feel accomplished. And I realized that so many of us had this idea that once we turned 30, at least me, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I had a lot of checks, check boxes. And by the time I got to this point, I realized how insignificant those check boxes were. Um, like really insignificant. And, you know, I was one of those kids growing up like, oh, I can't wait to be 10. I can't wait to be 15. I can't wait to be 18. I can't wait to be 21. And, you know, the, the, I can't wait age, you know, went on and on and on. And I realized that I spent so much of my life pressing the issue of moving forward without really sitting in my mess, like sitting in that current mood of, okay, I'm I'm 11 or I'm eight. Like sit in that for a minute and stop trying to, you know, always go to the next level. And I never learned that lesson until I turned 26. And I was like, you want me to pay for my own insurance? Like, you want me to do what? <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this is adulting. Um, it's a little different. This is ghetto. I have to pay car insurance. I didn't ask for this life, but here we are. I also have to pay for my own medical insurance. Didn't ask for that. Um, It was just ghetto all around. Zero stars, boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. (laughs) Um, I just wasn't with it. And as I started getting closer to 30, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this. I have to do this. I have to do that. And two kids and a marriage later, I was like, um, so everything that I had in my mind at 30 or 430 is not happening Um, At 30, I was supposed to be, even before then, um, I was supposed to be single, living in New York City, uh, possibly casually dating, but definitely single, working for a fashion magazine. I am 29, possibly 30, depending on when this comes out. Um, Two kids, married, never worked for a fashion magazine. I did have my own magazine. Um, I did write and... um, produce and design and photograph an entire magazine that lasted for a few months. Um, I think it's been more than a few months. It was a year and a half. Um, I had some writers. I had some contributing photographers. Um, It was great, but it wasn't a fashion magazine. (laughs) 
<laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I lived in Georgia, so yeah. Um, I, I'm from New York originally, but I've been in Georgia so long that I'm considered a Georgia peach. So my idea of going to a New York City condo or living in a New York City condo and having this single life is was not my 30 plan um, at all. And I'm, I'm learning to be okay with that because I realized that, you know, a lot of the things and expectations that I set up for myself, um, were solely because I was trying to make other people happy. And I made, uh, an Instagram post, um, you know, somewhere it was like a pre April photo dump kind of post. Um, and in that post, you know, I, I had to be real with myself and my audience and just letting people know, like, I really had high hopes and expectations for my 30th birthday. I've been planning this birthday for so many years. I mean, from a teenage age to now, like I wanted an all white brunch party. I wanted to be traveling. Like I just had it made. Mind you, most of these plans were prior to me having kids. Um, and having a support system that I no longer truly have because I don't have those same friends. I'm not in contact with that same family member. So it's just like the life that I thought that I was going to have kind of got altered when I made choices. And I think that all of us can attest and say that our 30s, 40s, 50s, 20s, whatever, teenage years, um, were all affected, um, positive, positively or negatively with, choices when we all decided that we were going to make a choice, good or bad. And for me, um, it was very difficult accepting the fact that I was turning 30 and I just had dissolved all my businesses. I've been out of work for almost four years because I decided to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I'm pretty much an influencer full-time. <laughs> I rely on social media to pay my bills and that just wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to live at 30. But the one thing that my husband has taught me over the years is to be grateful and show gratitude in all things um, and to mainly go with the flow. He's also a Pisces, so we're just going to let them slide. But <laughs> he definitely has taught me so many things and so much about just living in the moment. And I think for me, um, my greatest achievement in life outside of being a mom is showing up authentically um, on social media um, and just being the best version of myself for other people. Now, I know that that's not somebody's goal at 30 or something that people celebrate really. But for me, since I was a little kid, my only dream in life um, outside of living in New York for my whole life and working, you know, for a fashion magazine, um, my goal was to make people happy. My, if you ask me what I want to be when I grow up, I had a list, but the goal was I just want to make people smile. I have dimples. God gave me these dimples, these horrid things that make me look ten, um, even at thirty, you know, for a reason. So I want to use my joy and my gifts and my crafts to bless other people. Um, I want people to walk away from a conversation with me or engaging with me and being happy and excited about their life in that moment and for you know several moments following that. Um, and that has always been my goal. Every business that I've started, um, every project that I've done, every collaboration I've done has always been to ensure that someone else you know, was okay with themselves and God was getting the glory. That's literally always been my goal with every and anything that I do. 
Um, and that's just something that I've always been passionate about. And moving into this 30 space, um, I've realized that I had to get to know myself all over again after the surgery because it was so much stuff that I did not know about myself. I wasn't a people pleaser on purpose. That was not why God created me. That was not my thing. I became a people pleaser because I had two parents who were dominant people. They were, you know, controlling. Um, they just had their own way of doing things. They walked the beat of their own drum and they're not bad people. I love my parents. Um, no, they did not get married. Thank the God in heaven. But, you know, I just, they just were who they were. They, you know, and still to this day, they both have their own little quirks and things, but they were extremely controlling. And it, I spent most of my life trying to make sure that my mom who raised me as a single parent was proud of me at all points of the day. Um, I, my dad is the, the Caribbean one, he's Guyanese. So I spent so much of my time just trying to make my dad proud because I wasn't necessarily the kid that he wanted. Not, not saying that in a bad way, but you know, my dad has told me plenty of times, you know, you're not my kid and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, huh, you're just mad. So it's, it's fine. Yeah, I'm the cutest kid you have at this point. <laughs> but, you know, for me personally, um, it took time for me to unpack that people pleasing was a default um, defense mechanism that I put up because I didn't want people to know that, I, especially growing up, that I really just don't like like humans like that. Like I don't. Um, I love people. I love making sure that people feel good about themselves. But after so long, almost 30 years of doing that, it's exhausting to make sure that everybody else is secure. It's exhausting to make sure that everybody else is taken care of and everybody else is happy. And on the inside, I'm dying. On the inside, I'm depressed. On the inside, I am in the sunken place. And it gets so aggravating just watching everybody else just be happy and live their lives and go on and fulfill their bucket list and check off their check boxes and live the dreams that I want to to live and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, um, so y'all are living my life. Like I have four, I have a lot of siblings. <laughs> we all have the same dad, at least three of us do. And then me and my little brother, um, who's 10, don't ask. Um, we have the same mom. <laughs> and then I have my stepbrother. Um, but my siblings that share the same father, um, you know, we just, we're, we're getting to a point where we're close or closer than we've ever been. And my younger brother and my younger sister, they are like living their lives and they'll text me like my sister's a traveling nurse and my little brother is in Georgia and just doing amazing and he travels with his friends. And I'm just like, man, my younger siblings are doing things that I wish that I could do and I don't envy them for it, but I just admire them for, you know, doing what they love and really enjoying their life. And it's like, dang, I wish that I could, I could do that. And I cared so much about, you know, others that I stifled so many of my dreams, so much of what I wanted to do. You know, when I first met my husband, I was chasing after him and his dreams and s silencing my own to support him. And I think all women who are in love, you know, we do silly things like that sometimes, thinking that we're supporting people, the, supporting the people that we love, and we're not. We're, we're literally showing up for somebody else without showing up for ourselves first. And if you can't juggle supporting yourself and someone else, then you're probably 
really not in a space to do both, which means you need to choose yourself. Um, love will come again. If that person understands you, you know, loves you and understands you, then they can respect the fact that you have to take a step back for you. Um, and for me, just knowing that I sacrificed so much of my sanity, so much of, you know, what Brittany wanted to do for herself, for others was really disappointing. And I'm like, dang, I'm turning 30 and I'm just now coming to this realization that everything that I thought was so solid and so concrete is really not solid and concrete. Like I really thought that my purpose was to give to others and show up for others and mentor young girls and do all of this. I had a nonprofit organization for Christ's sake. I have done so much for the community. I have gone and ra- done fundraisers. I have done the toys for tots. Like I have done so much. I've served at homeless shelters. I've done the giving gifts to the homeless or less fortunate people in poverty. You know, I've gone and witnessed to people. Um, I've done all that. I've traveled to Haiti. I've done, you know, the uh, missionary work. I have been uh, an advocate for so many people. Like I've done what the Lord would have done if he was in my shoes for others. Um, I've prayed with people. I have put my differences aside to be the bigger person for people. And I am a tourist. And that is not something that we cling to, you know, just to cling to. (laughs) Like it takes a lot of alcohol and a lot of weed to get us to eat even muster up the courage to start the sentence of I'm sorry. Um, And it's not to say that we are not people that admit that we're wrong, but sometimes, you know, we have to find a way to be right. And I'll admit that. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I've, I've done the good fight and to sit at 30, you know, at the foot of 30 and I'm like, God, like, why did you take so long to wipe the scales from my eyes? And, you know, the response is always, you took too long to put yourself first. You took too long to not realize that your purpose was to bring me glory. And yes, you know, be kind to your neighbor, love your neighbor and all of that, but don't put yourself last trying to make sure your neighbor is good because then you're taking my role as God. You're doing what I'm supposed to be doing for people. And now you're getting the glory and the thanks and the the repost and all of that. And people are taking the God out of what you were graced and blessed to do. And I'm like, you're right. So I'm going to stand down (laughs) because I do not want anybody to feel like, you know, I'm trying to take the place of God by showing up and doing X, Y, Z. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I have a big heart. I love to make sure that people are good. Um... And I had to realize that that came from a space of trauma growing up, making sure that my mom was proud of me, making sure that my dad was proud of me, you know, making sure my grandparents are proud of me. And it got exhausting trying to please everybody's different goals that they set for me before I even set my own goals. And I realized, you know, if I'm just a stay-at-home mom who doesn't have her own car, who literally just records podcasts and prays that it reached the right person, makes YouTubes and entertains people and brings them, you know, the advice that they need, the um, inspiration that they need on social media, then I'm going to ride that train to the wheels fall off because right now that's my ministry. Right now showing up for others when I can and as authentically as I can 
is my ministry right now. That's what brings God glory because I would not be the person that I am today if God did not grace me to be this person. Um, This is not a product of all of the lessons that my mom instilled in me as a single parent. This is not all of the lessons that my dad instilled in me. Um, this This is who God created me to be. And I'm not jocking my parents or knocking them for, you know, how they raised me or what they instilled in me or didn't instill in me. But I think sometimes we give humans too much credit for God's work. And I spent so much time idolizing my mom and no, my mom, she raised me. She was a single black mom who did this and that. And as great of a person and a human being as she was for me growing up and all the things that she modeled for me, um, some of those things were hindrances. Same with my dad, same with my grandparents. You know, They hindered me in a lot of ways and not in ungrateful ways, but ways that did not require me to do my self-work, to not allow me to lean on God when I needed to, to not allow me to listen to my own voice without listening to theirs first or asking them for clarity for something that God told me. Like, that's not how we're living. Like, you need to stand on your own too. And if you can't stand on your own too, then you need to lean on God. You know, and if you can't access Him, then you need to do some type of cleanse, burn some sage, you know, go on a fast, whatever you need to do. You need to reach God. Like, you can't keep depending on man because man will fail you. And it took me so many years to learn that lesson. Um, and now, sitting at 30, it's like, I've learned a lot in this short three months post-surgery, just having to spend time with myself and my thoughts and my growth and my healing. I've learned so much um, just about life and myself and God and people. And it's just, it made me realize that I put too much of a high class expectation on human beings and so much uh, authority and a human and not really putting that same energy and effort into, you know, uplifting myself, loving myself, looking at myself just as high um, and, and looking at God even higher than that. You know, it just, it was very, it's been very eye-opening for these past three months. I will say that. Um, and yeah, I can honestly say that going into 30, um, this is something that I never saw for myself. I never saw myself being anywhere in Wonderland. I've never saw myself being anywhere in a size medium or large for clothes. I've never saw myself after having two kids in a B cup bra because I was a D. <laughs> I was a C slash D cup. So going to a B cup after two kids was not really what I had in mind. Um, but I have accomplished much more in these past three months than I have in over 20 years of my life. And it has been the most refreshing thing to experience. Um, Like the clarity that I've gotten, the peace that I've gotten, the boundaries that I've been able to set has just been amazing. Um, And I think that everybody is owed clarity. I think everybody is owed peace. I think everybody is owed a fresh start for a new journey, no matter if it's age, relocation, new relationship, new job, um, new money, like whatever it is, I think that everybody is owed a new experience. And for me personally, it's just such, it's so beautiful um, to just be able to experience that. And I am, I'm grateful. Like 
30 was starting off as that age where I want this, I want to be glamorous, I want to be this, I want to look like that, I want to have this. And now it's like, you know what, God, whatever you want, (laughs) whatever you set forth for my life, whatever peace you bring to me, I'm going to accept it and be okay with it. And not because I'm settling, but because if you've allowed me to be graced with that experience, that peace, that love, that friendship, that relationship, that experience, whatever it is, you know, I appreciate it because you could have just left me out here for dead. You could have just left me out here, you know, to figure life out and you didn't. You guided me in the direction that I needed to be in and I'm grateful for that. Um, Point blank period, I'm grateful. So for all of us that are turning 30 this year or have turned 30 this year, I pray that we have a prosperous new decade. I know that that sounds like so deep and so (laughs) morbid at the same time because we are dead to our 20s. However, um, 30 is going to be a beautiful year for all of us. If you are already in your 30s, please go ahead and create a manuscript on how to survive because so far, um, I am losing my mind. I'm just preparing for 30, but I am trying my best to take one day at a time. But I have heard that 30 is a complete pivot. And I've been like sweating bullets, like, oh my gosh, I'm turning 30 and it's about to be a whole nother transformation, a whole nother shift. And everybody's like, it it is. And you need to be prepared. I'm like, how do I prepare? They're like, we all know you got to figure it out. It starts at 29. I'm like, oh my God, like 29 has already rocked my world. And now you're telling me 30 is going to rock it again. Like, whoo. And now I can't drink because of this surgery, like post-surgery. Oh my gosh, it's a mess. But anyways, um, I pray that all of us have a beautiful 30 year. And like I said, y'all, if y'all are in your 30s already, like 34 and up, please go ahead and write a book. Um, we need some guidance, us new newlyweds or <laughs> newly 30 kids. We we need some guidance. We need some blueprints. We need some rule books, um, some for dummies, you know, catalogs and, and manuscripts and things. So go ahead and make that happen um, and go ahead and send it to my PO box because I need it. Um, but no, seriously, I, I really hope that you guys enjoy this first season of the podcast. I pray that your 30th year and years um, in this decade are beautiful. Um, and for the challenge for this episode, um, I challenge you to do something for yourself. Um, I not saying yes to yourself because that was already a previous challenge, but do something for yourself. Celebrate yourself. If this is your 30th year, celebrate you, celebrate something that you love, celebrate and just by yourself, not with friends, not with your man, not with your girl, none of that. Celebrate you by yourself because it is something that you need. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode answered your questions, gave you insight, or sparked your research flame. Remember, this is a voyage of self-discovery, and it takes time. Until next time, take care of yourself, friend.